happy Father's Day weekend, happy Juneteenth weekend, and hello beautiful. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful I Am Colored. We are now in season two of the podcast and have morphed into a talk show. Each week, I'll be sharing some insights with you that I've learned throughout my week, and I'll also be interviewing guests from time to time. The interviews will align with themes highlighted in my book, Beautiful I Am Colored, having to do with spirit, mind, soul, and body. I am honored that you have returned to hear more, and as always, I appreciate your support. For those interested, you can follow me on Instagram at beautifulimcolored, on my website, beautifulimcolored.com, and you can now purchase an ebook version of my book, also available on my website. Without further ado, we're going to jump right into shout outs and thank yous um, for this week. Um, as you know, if you've been listening um, to the past uh, several weeks now in season two, um, I start off just with shout outs and moments of gratitude um, that I've had um, throughout the week. So the first shout out for this week goes to um, the Juneteenth City and County of Denver Juneteenth um, organizers, uh, namely Mr. Norman Harris, um, who has been leading those efforts um, for the past several years here. For those of you who don't know, uh, Juneteenth um, event uh, and music festival weekend covers a span of two days here um, in the city. And so yesterday um, I had the pleasure of attending the parade portion as well as walk around a little bit. Um, Although it was hot as Hades, I have to say, um, yesterday, which is always hot at Juneteenth, but yesterday, woo, was really, really up there. But um, well done job um, by the organizers. Um, always enjoy attending Juneteenth every year. Um, and honestly, Juneteenth was something that I wasn't like really made aware of until after I moved out west, um, because it's not a big thing um, in the South uh, growing up. And so I encourage all of you, if you are not aware of the historical significance of Juneteenth weekend, um, to please uh, do some research, find out more about Juneteenth, why it is such an important holiday. Um, And this is the first year that the state of Colorado has commemorated it an official state holiday, meaning um, state employees, uh, I know now can um, get the day off work, a paid day off work, in order to celebrate um, the long weekend. So again, um, all of the organizers, volunteers uh, for the Juneteenth weekend, Juneteenth Music Festival, um, thank you so much. It's always such a joy to see all of you. Second, in honor of uh, Father's Day, um, for those of you who have read my book or listened to the previous podcast where I've read my book aloud, Um, during season one, you'll know that I have a story called Longing for Dad, which kind of just highlights, um, you know, um, my short memories of of my father who was killed um, by the time I was four. And so um, what I made a promise to myself some years ago when my uh, paternal grandfather had passed is that I was going to do my due diligence in terms of getting some long sought out answers to questions that I've had about my father's killing. Um, which, uh, interestingly enough, I'll get into this more in today's podcast, but interestingly enough, um, I was 
led to believe, or maybe I just believed myself, I'm not sure, um, pretty much the majority of my life, well until I was in my 30s, that my father had drowned and that it was a drowning incident. It wasn't until subsequent years um, as I've aged that I've found out that he was killed. And so I have made it kind of like uh, one of my life's missions to um, seek the answers, one of which is finding out who killed my father. And so the next shout out goes to a lady who right now is going to remain unnamed because um, this is fresh news. My investigation is ongoing and it's pretty much low key aside from me telling you what it is. So I'm going to use my words wisely. Um, but I had the pleasure of talking to a lady um, this past week um, who knew my father and I got to learn so much more about him. Um, and and so it was just so good. And I'm just so thankful um, that person knows who she is, uh, whether she listens to this podcast or not, doesn't even matter. As you know, I believe in putting things out in the ether. And so um, more to come on that um, in the future. But right now, I'm not going to disclose the name. And I just want to say thank you, though. The conversation was amazing. We talked for well over an hour on the phone. Um, it took me not that long to track her down, actually. And so um, I'm very, very thankful um, that things are coming together in that regard. Okay, I think it is time for us to go ahead and jump into the show today, which is going to be all about um, fathers and Father's Day. I'm going to um, reread uh, the snippet Longing for Dad first, and then that'll cascade into just a very brief conversation about fathers and specifically the importance of black fathers um, or the lack thereof. All right, stay tuned. Be back in just a second. my god happy father's day again everyone this is going to be quite interesting because i cannot wait to record this because you know i have to stay with my goals and objectives and so for father's day marlon wanted one of the things he wanted was a cd player um so he could play some ocd so i got the cd player and even though i said i was coming down to the basement to record he said that he was going to go ahead and play his music i guess so you know happy father's day so I'm going to just go ahead and record anyhow. And so I apologize in advance if you hear a whole lot of noise in the background. Hopefully this comes through clear, though. Um, so I wanted to share um, just a snippet of my book before I cascade in today's uh, conversation. Um, this comes from the story titled Longing for Dad. And I'm just going to read a little bit um, of it. So to paint some context and then I'll elaborate on the shout out and thank you um, segment of the unnamed uh, woman. Longing for dad. My father died by the time I was four. And although I did not know the meaning of death, I knew it was a sorrowful thing. My mother took us to the wake. I later found out that she would not allow us at his funeral. I'm not sure about other cultures, funeral ceremonies, but at black folks funerals, people can act a full class monkey. So I think my mom wanted to protect us, my brother and me, from that. I still remember how he looked in the casket. I could see the large scar going down the middle of his forehead, the result of a drowning incident, I was later told. My father's death has always been a great mystery of my life. Whether he was good or bad, why couldn't I have known him? Why didn't I get the opportunity to decide to like him or not? 
that was my first experience of grief. Okay, so that's a snippet um, from my book, Beautiful I Am Colored, um, from the story Longing for Dad. And I think what I want to say um, today about this is, first of all, if you have your father in your life, count it a complete blessing and honor. Um, the fact that you have the privilege um, to, like I was saying in my book, to get to know them or not, like them or not, um, count it as a, a blessing. Because I can just tell you, as a person now who has lived um, a seasoned life uh, thus far, the void that you carry when you don't have a father, uh, whether it be voluntarily or involuntarily, is it's huge. It's huge. And if you don't know how to deal with it, it can cascade into other areas of your life. And so I wanted to spend today um, talking a little bit about how my father's uh, death. In the book, you'll notice that I wrote that um, he was a drowning incident. And although that's partly true, the real truth is that my father was actually killed. Um, and so to date, um, there has not been um, a person or persons um, who have, at least to my knowledge, um, have been arrested um, for his uh, murder. And so um, it still shocks me today to have to say strong words like kill or murder, but that's just the facts nonetheless. But I've made it my kind of quiet mission that I was going to do my due diligence and see what I could find out. Because, you know, f families are good for keeping secrets. And so I'm committed to overturning some uh, stones and some digging up some stuff to find out what really happened. Uh, one, because I deserve it. <laughs> and two, because I just believe in justice and truth. And so I've been on and off kind of working on this investigation for several years now. Um, sometimes it gets too hard, um, but I'm at a good place now to where it's not actually that hard at all. <laughs> and I'm quite relieved. I was quite relieved to find um, one of the people who I wanted to track down to talk more about my dad, to find out about him specifically. Um, I wanted to find out like, you know, did I even have the opportunity to be a daddy's girl? Because in my mind, in my imagination, I should say, I always thought that I would be, you know, a daddy's girl. Um, but without having my father here um, to confirm that, it stayed where it is in my imagination. So I'm so happy um, to share with you that after talking um, to uh, someone who knew my dad before he died, I was able to confirm that indeed I was a daddy's girl, according to her. And found out um, things that you may not think are significant, but they're significant to me. Um, things like, you know, uh, my dad went shopping for me, bought me things um, consistently, um, and and that he loved me dearly. And so that meant the world to me uh, to find that and get that piece closed out. Um, but I can just tell you all I did was wet my appetite to continue my investigation and try to get some answers um, to his death. So that's what I wanted to share uh, about uh, my dad. Um, and this show, by the way, is dedicated to my father, Elvin Lewis Booth. May he rest in peace and power. So next segment is going to cascade into a little bit more about um, 
some insights I said and some observations, not from an experiential standpoint, but just some conversations that I've had recently with men that um, give me pause about some of the behaviors of some women. And yeah, we're going to get into it. One second. Be right back for the next segment. So I'm back and titling this segment Unanswered Questions. And I say that this is the title because I'm going to very, very briefly discuss or leave you with some questions that I've been thinking through this week, not because I've been impacted by um, what I'm going to um, pose to you directly, but indirectly, I most definitely have been um, impacted um, by growing up without a father in my life. <clears throat> and so um, because of, you know, the research that I'm doing, you know, my own father's life, I definitely have pondered, you know, several questions. And also I've had recent conversations and in times past conversations from single black men who are formerly married or never married, single, but have kids and who, um, you know, make sure they pay their child support, um, do everything they can to spend time with their children. And it has really just baffled me at some of the stories uh, that I've been told lately, you know, about people going through all kinds of things just to see or have access to their children. And keep in mind, these are individuals who, if their children are in their custody, um, they don't have any type of negative things that occur. They are not, you know, criminals. Their child is not in danger. In fact, um, the people who I've conversed with and conferred with rather and talked about this with are people of means, uh, you know, on their own homes and still have challenges with seeing their children. Um, and so the question that I was thinking to myself this week was, and this is not in order of priority, but if you have children, regardless of if have, you have multiple dad situation or not, if you have children and the father of those children or that child wants to see the child, does, is trying to do everything in their power to see the child, why would you not, why would a person not allow that child to spend time with the parent. Why? And so I got to thinking and I was like, well, regardless of the relationship status between the mother and father, you know, maybe you wanted to stay together and the man didn't want to stay together or whatever. Regardless of that, the question, again, I know I have not have do not have direct experience with this, so please don't take this critically. I'm just asking a few questions. Why would an individual do all kinds of things to prevent the parent from seeing their child, especially a father? And I'm not saying and giving weight for one parent to roll or the other. I'm truly not. But I can just tell you, and, I, and I've done well for myself, I'd have to say and pat myself on the back for that, um, but still, I feel like I would have been a much different person had I had the opportunity to have, you know, a con constant and consistent father figure in my life. 
Um, and it's not to say that I didn't have, uh, you know, that broader support from family members, um, most of which who were women. Um, I just think that I would have been a completely different person, a different version of who I am. And so I, I'll never know that, of course, because my father was taken from this earth at such a young age. But that is a question that I've been thinking through, which leads me to the next question. The next question, which some of you may think is more of a challenge, is why not? Why not allow your child to spend time with their father or children with their father? If the child is not in danger, if the child, if the father is being as supportive as he can be, um, like consistently, what is the problem? And honestly, even if they were not able to financially be of a support in that way, um, the way that maybe some people might imagine, if they wanted to engage in spending time with the child, because that's just as valuable as, you know, material things. Not to say that I'm not saying that that's not important. So please hear me in balance and harmony. But why not? Why not do what you can to foster that relationship regardless of your relationship with the individual and I, you guys don't have to like each other at all, but wouldn't one think that it's in the best interest of the child if you actually work together so that there was a schedule or there was some time spent um, with the child? Um, yeah, so those are some of the things that I've been thinking through uh, this week, like I said, as I research my own father's um, history. And so um, I'm going to leave it right there because I've actually had a really, really good but still heavy a week in some of the research that I found. And again, I just want to say thank you um, to the woman who's unnamed um, for talking to me this week. Um, Talked to a few family members this week as well. Just been so encouraging. I'll keep you all updated on what I find out um, if I'm able to share um, about my investigations slash research on my own father. But in the meantime, maybe it's time to allow, broaden, expand, you know, for those of you who have children who are under the age of 18, to encourage and foster those relationships. Fathers play such a pivotal and critical role in children's lives. Allow the child um, to make a decision, you know, if they, they don't want to be around the father or not, without manipulative influence, without your perspective as the adult weighing heavy um, on the child. Assuming, of course, there's no abuse um, at play. Anyway, it's just food for thought. Some things that I've been thinking about as I navigate, again, the research for my own father. I hope that all of you have had a wonderful Father's Day, Juneteenth, Juneteenth holiday weekend. I cannot thank you enough for tuning in um, to me. I appreciate your support. And thanks again. And that wraps up another show uh, for this week. As always, I hope that you have enjoyed it. But more than anything, I pray that each week that you have found a sense of hope and healing and hearing what I share, as well as hearing um, other people's stories. You can contact me at beautiful.iamcolored at gmail.com. Visit me on my website at beautifulimcolored.com. 
or follow me on Instagram under the same handle. I am your host, Evelyn, and remember, the future you is waiting on you. Until next time, beautiful. Happy Father's Day, everyone.